What If World is supported by our sponsors and by listeners like you on Patreon. What if kittens play the clock and Hey there, folks, and welcome back to What If World, the show where your questions and ideas inspire off-the-cuff stories. I'm Mr. Eric, your host, and as of this Father's Day, I am a father of two. And the few times I've been left alone with these boys on my own, I've felt a little like Farmer Cobb in this story we're going to play for you today. So let's listen to Carson's question to get started. My name is Carson. I like cards. And my question is, what if Abacus P. Grumbler turned me into a lion? All right, thank you, Carson. Now, some of you may think that question sounds familiar. Well, yes, I am giving myself the day off by replaying one of our old stories. And this one's back from our first season of the show. So not many of you have heard it. Now, let's hear from Carson's brother, Charlie. Hi, my name is Lee, and I like ears a lot, and... My what if question is, what if I sit in the wire cloud? That's Charlie. He really likes ears a lot. And his what if question is, what if a chicken could ride a cloud? Thank you, Charlie and Carson and Carson's dad. So I hope you enjoy our little Father's Day special. We'll be back next week with a brand new episode. And now let's find out, what if Abacus P. Grumbler turned me into a lion? and a chicken could ride a cloud. Once upon a time, two adopted boys lived on a farm. The eldest was a human, and his name was Carson. The youngest was a chicken called Charlie. They were both found in the wild by their dad, whose name, of course, was Charson, and he was a big walking ear of corn. Now he did his best to raise these kids on his own, But humans grow up a lot faster than talking chickens. And sometimes Carson would tease little Charlie. Hey, Charlie, when you're my age, you're only going to be up to my knee. (laughs) I don't mind. I am what I am. But they got along a lot of the time, too. Hey, Charlie, I threw my frisbee up on the roof again. Can you fly up there and kick it down? Okay, but you'll have to give me a little toss. And Carson scooped up his little brother and gave him a toss up into the air. And little Charlie flapped his tiny chicken wings so he could get the rest of the way up to the roof. Thanks, Charlie. No problem. Here's your frisbee. And here's an old plate. And he kicked that off, too. Crash. And here's a tire. How'd we get this up there? I think we bounced it. Okay. And here's a pepperoni pizza. Gross. No, I love pepperoni. Kick that down here, too. And as Charlie pushed down that big tire and kicked off that old pizza, he spied a sputtering old car in the distance. It was one of those round-looking cars, like an old buggy, with chipped-away brown paint. And the paint that wasn't chipped away was so faded by the sun, it was almost gray. Hey, Charlie, don't be afraid to jump down. I'll catch you, said Carson. But it's not that. 
There's a car driving here, said Charlie. The car sputtered and spat and gasped and coasted down the last little hill to rest right beside their farm. Their farmer father, Charson, heard the commotion and came out of their house. Now, who could that be, driving down to my house in the middle of the day? We usually take the corn in the pickup down on Sunday. The car was still smoking a little. Carson, Charlie, and Charson carefully crept towards the car and saw Abacus P. Grumbler stuck inside. How dare this confounded contraption! I think it's a cool car, mister, said Carson. Cool indeed! The air conditioning is broken. It's a hundred degrees in here, and I can't get the door open. But the boys loved fixing up cars with their dad, and they were ready to help. Okay, mister. First things first, you gotta unlock that door. Why would I want to lock myself in such a thing? It's that little kind of button there. Yeah, yeah, you just gotta pull it up. Abacus finally found it, but the lock got stuck halfway. Don't worry, I've got it. And Charlie stuck his little beak into the lock and got it the rest of the way. Good teamwork, boys. Nah, it was all my idea, said Carson. But I fixed the lock, said Charlie. I think it's lovely that you both are so helpful, but I'm still inside this car, cried Abacus. Okay, mister. Charson pulled the handle of the door, and Abacus tumbled right out. His wizard hat fell right off, revealing a mop of sweaty white hair and beard. Thank you, thank you. I was trying to find some place secluded to practice my magic, but I must have let a little loose in the car and... Uh, no, you just ran out of gas. Charson had the hood open. And coolant. And windshield wiper fluid. And power steering fluid. Your air filter's none too fresh either. Well, that's why I primarily deal in magic, you see. Speaking of which, I owe each of you a spell. Um, you haven't quite sold me on your magic being safe. But Carson was already blurting out, I want to be flying like my brother. And Charlie was shouting, I want to be an ear of corn like my papa. Oh, trust me, sir. I'm a professional. I'm perfectly skilled with magic. Well then, I suppose my cornfields could use some rain clouds. Been a dry month. Yeah! Okay, okay. Let's see that magic, mister. Ah, uh, yes, of course, of course. You, you're all just talking so fast. Um, but I think I got it. Flying uh, and uh, ears and clouds. I said flying, not all. Well, more I, specifically. I meant... But Abacus was already pulling his wand out of his sleeve and swinging it in the air as the wind whipped and lightning struck and the car honked for good measure. Abraka lion and Alaka ears. And also this guy's rain cloud fears. Oh boy. And Carson was growing fur, a tail, claws, a mane, and big sharp teeth as he became a lion. Wow. This isn't what I asked for, but it's pretty cool. And a swirl of brown mist, the same color as Charlie's feathers, gathered around his little chicken head. Ah, uh, brown isn't really a corn color. But he hadn't turned into an ear of corn. He'd just grown two big brown human ears on either side of his little head. At least they match. Wow, is that what I sound like? And Charson looked up as the wind kept whipping and clouds kept gathering. Hey, it looks like he's gonna get one right, kids. 
And as all those rain clouds drew together suddenly, they started bouncing off each other like little fluffy basketballs. And they bounced away across the skies, leaving just one tiny little rain cloud hovering over their house, giving off a very light drizzle. There you go. You'll never have to worry about rain, except on your roof. No, I wanted rain. Whoever asks for rain? <laughs> That's silly. Maybe a farmer with a thousand acres of corn. Oh. Could you all talk a little more quietly? Whispered Charlie, trying to cover his big ears with his little wings. Oh, Charlie, said Carson, now a lion. You quit complaining about your awesome ears and your delicious wings. I like my wings just fine. I like them just fine, too, said Carson. And before he knew what he was doing, he'd pounce towards his little brother. Charlie tried to fly out of the way, but his ears were too heavy for him to get very far. He'd only flown a few feet before he crashed down on Abacus's cap. Now see here, chicken, you've got your ears. No need to claw at me. <sighs> Charlie, I just want to play. Carson, you get a hold of yourself. Lions may eat chickens, but no son of mine is going to eat another son of mine. But Carson was already stalking towards Abacus and Charlie. You know, I wouldn't mind chewing on that wizard a little either. <laughs> I'll have you know, Abacus P. Grumbler is no one's chew toy. Except for that one time I turned myself into a chew toy. Carson leapt at Abacus and Charlie, but Farmer Cobb was too fast. It was Charson vs. Carson, a giant ear of corn wrestling his out-of-control lion son. Now I know kids rough house, but this is a little too rough. Charson Cobb wore overalls over his corn husk, but his son had already scratched through both layers. Meanwhile, Abacus was acting fast. Abraca Cloud, get over here so I can fly away on you. And the little rain cloud flew down from the roof of the house and landed right beside Abacus and Charlie. Well, that cloud is only big enough for one of us. Mm. You're right, you're right. You should take it. <laughs> I'll figure something out. And Abacus lifted his wand in a shaking hand as Charlie hopped onto the cloud. Suddenly, the cloud zipped right past Abacus. Charlie couldn't pull away fast enough, and they knocked the wand right out of Abacus's hand. Cloud, why'd you do that? That's right, boy. Get out of here. Ah! Farmer Cobb was doing his best, but in the battle of corn versus lion, there's only ever one winner. Um, here, kitty, 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 said Abacus, trying to lure Carson away from his father. Kitty? I'm not a kitty, I'm a lion! And Carson let his father go. He was missing a few pieces of corn. And his whole husk. But other than that, he'd be okay. I don't know if we'll be able to say the same for Abacus, though. Cloud, turn around! Charlie was squawking at the cloud as loud as he could. So loud it hurt his big brown ears. The cloud finally manifested a stormy little gray arm and tapped on a sign right under Charlie's taloned feet. Don't talk to Flyer while Cloud is in motion. Well, then why don't you stop being in motion? And the fluffy little Cloud finger tapped the sign again. Oh no, little Cloud. 
and Charlie gripped the cloud tight with his taloned feet and then opened his wings wide. Suddenly the cloud tipped and veered and changed directions, and Charlie found that if he turned his wings just so, he could tell the cloud which way to go. That helped him go left. This wing helped him go right. And then when he moved his big ears up or folded them down, they caught the wind just so, and his cloud went up or down. That's why you were so clumsy. You're not aerodynamic. And the cloud tapped that do not talk sign again. Oh, where's my wand? Where's my wand? Where's my wand? Abacus had crawled under his old car to get away from Carson the lion, but he couldn't find his wand anywhere. Here, wizard, wizard, wizard. Carson slowly stopped around the faded gray-brown buggy, clawing at bits of Abacus's robe every time they peeked out from under the car. <laughs> now, Carson, I'm your pop, and you gotta listen to me. Around these parts, we don't eat brothers, and we don't eat strangers. Fine, I'll just chew them up a little and then spit them out. Okay, now you're listening. What? what? No, you can't do that neither. I just really feel like scratching on something, Dad. Well, I think a giant ear of corn might make an awful good scratching post, huh, son? And Charson opened up his two spindly little corn husk arms, as if asking for a hug from his lion son. Aw, oh, Pa, you're the best. And just as Carson was about to make a chew toy out of Farmer Cobb, swish! Charlie whizzed by on his flying ring cloud and, I think I know what you really want, said the chicken. Huh? Answered Carson. Being a big cat, he couldn't help but follow this quickly zipping cloud as it zoomed this way and that. Ooh, look at that thing. Oh, I want that thing to get here. Ooh, I wait, where? Ooh, is it now? And Carson bounded after Charlie and his cloud, but couldn't catch them. No, you don't want us said Charlie, flying his clouds so low to the ground that the dust got wet. You want this? And Charlie reached down with his beak to pick up that old pepperoni pizza. Ooh, pepperoni. And Carson was sprinting after the pizza, so close on Charlie's tail that the chicken could hear his brother's heart beating. Or was that his own? No, son, get out of here, cried their father. Yes, do get out of here. Stop flying towards this car, screamed Abacus. And just as Charlie closed in on the car, he let go of the pizza, watching it fly through the open door of the car, opening his wings wide and flipping his ears straight up in the sky, scraping right over the top of the car, and was flying safely away as Carson the lion leapt right inside that car. After the pizza. Abacus, the door! And from beneath the car, Abacus carefully reached up with one hand and <coughs> clicked that stuck door closed again. Son, you did it! cried Charson. Well, technically, I closed the door. <coughs> growled the lion. He was already finished with the pizza and trying to get out, but the stuck lock held fast. Well, we'll just say it was a group effort, said Abacus as he crawled out from underneath the car. Now, Mr. Grumbler, I consider myself a patient man, but you turned my son into a lion who tried to eat us, so I'm going to have to ask you kindly to leave. 
Ah, oh, Dad, he didn't mean it. He did his best to help, said Charlie. Besides, don't you want me to turn him back first? Ah, oh, Dad, no, said Carson. I like being a lion. Yeah, and I like my ears, said Charlie. They help me fly on this cloud. That sounds like it defies physics, son. Well, it's a moot point either way, said Abacus, who'd finally found his wand. Is this what you're looking for? asked Carson. Now, boy, break that wand. I can't undo any of the magic it cast. And Carson's teeth snapped right through it. Oh, son. And Charlie flew back towards the car. Now we're stuck this way forever? Yeah. Isn't that great? Uh, depends. Are you gonna eat me? No, I'm not hungry anymore. Plus, you're my brother. Little as you are, you fought off a lion for your family. I was pretty cool. But I would have done the same. Well, without my wand, I'll be needing a ride home. Seeing as my car's ruined, too. I'll pull the pickup around. Charlie, you do not let your brother out of that car. Till we're ready. Okay. Farmer Cobb walked off to get his car. And Charlie had one more good idea. I was thinking, Carson, maybe you just need a good chew toy. Oh, that would help a lot. I just need to get out all this lion energy sometimes. Charlie flew around the side of the house and came back round, pushing that big old tire that they'd found on their roof. Man, we have a really useful roof, said Carson. <laughs> Laughed Charlie. Two minutes ago, you were literally trying to eat him. And now you're cracking each other up? That's how it works. We're brothers. Their corncob father pulled the pickup around. And, standing in front of Charlie, as well as Abacus, Charson opened the door and watched his lion son pounce on the old tire. <laughs> oh, this is so great. I thought you might like it. Huh. Maybe I'm lucky I was an only child. <laughs> the end. Thank you, Carson and Charlie and all of our listeners out there. Now remember, if you'd like to support our show, you can write us a rating and review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen. Sending out your positivity is a really special gift. And you can also support us on Patreon by going to patreon.com slash whatifworld. All patrons get ad-free episodes released a day early and a shout-out on the show, as well as a better chance of getting their question answered. Plus, there's lots of other great rewards at different tiers. I'd like to thank Karen O'Keefe, my co-creator of our two children and this show, as well as my helper, Miss Lynn, Craig Martinson for his theme song, Jason O'Keefe for our artwork, and all you dads out there, but especially my own. Thanks, Papa Lou. And until we meet again, keep wondering.